Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming. I'm one of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And with me today is one of the other partners, Jackie Mingle. Jackie, welcome to Elder Law Issues. You're, you're, you have not been a regular on Elder Law Issues. We've, uh, we've mostly had it be Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman and my voices. And uh, so we're excited to have your voice on the podcast as well. Well, thank you, Robert. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I thought that since it's the end of the year, uh, it's maybe too late for some people, but it's still an opportunity for us to talk about required minimum distributions, or some people would say minimum required distributions. There's a big raging debate in the industry, as you know, about whether they're RMDs or MRDs, but almost everybody in the trade calls them RMDs. Um, and, and People have to deal with this before the end of the year, so maybe it's a little bit late, but are there still issues about RMDs we maybe could talk about? Well, there are always issues with RMDs, and I do call them RMDs. Uh, uh, that, is, that, is, that is what I use with all of uh, my discussions about this sort of thing. Um, and there's always something to talk about, right? So at the end of the year, everyone has to start thinking, everyone who has an IRA um, needs to start thinking about whether they should take distributions. Um, and this year is, is pretty special. Um, and Robert, can you explain why this year is particularly special? Uh, well, it's particularly special for people who have inherited IRAs. And, and we need to say right up front that there's a whole different mechanism for calculating your minimum distribution requirements for your own IRA, from uh, completely different from the one that you inherit from a parent or someone else. Um, and then we have to say, oh, wait, we don't really mean to say there are necessarily differences for ones that you inherit from a spouse because a, a spousal IRA can end up being just like your own IRA. So uh, be very careful paying too close of attention to the to the rules that we're going to talk about. They may not apply to you, but um, but do understand that there's a big difference between inherited IRAs and your own IRAs. And that's by way of background to the big difference. The IRS has said, we know it's very confusing to figure out what the inherited IRA minimum distribution requirements are. And that's particularly because of SECURE Act, right. is that correct? The, correct, the SECURE Act, which is now a couple of years old, but, uh, but has had several um, regulations updating it. And uh, one of the big up, updates sort of took everybody by surprise. And the IRS says, yeah, we know, we, we confused you all about what the minimum distribution rules are. And so there will be no penalty for failure to take your RMDs this year. That's not to say you don't have to take them, but no penalty for taking them late. So um, it, you kind of get a pass this year on miscalculating your RMDs. But then well, that means that for next year you have to take, you have to make up for that. Exactly. So, so some people think this is a gift, but it's not really a gift. The whole reason people try to take their minimum distribution is so that they don't load up their income in each year. So if you said, oh, the IRS has said there's no penalty for taking one this year, for not taking one, I'm just not going to take it. I'll just wait till next year. Well, guess what? You'll get about twice the income next year and uh, twice the tax problem, and maybe that'll kick you up to a higher tax rate. So you know, be very cautious about using this. But the good news is if you just can't figure out what the RMD is on an inherited IRA, you've got to pass for the penalty this year. 
And so what is the rule for an inherited IRA these days? The SECURE Act really turned those around, of course, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, and there's a lot of literature out there, and there are a lot of rules and exceptions to the rules and exceptions to the exceptions. But in a general way, most beneficiaries of an inherited IRA have 10 years to take everything out. They may have a duty to take a little something out in each year until the 10 years comes up. But and that's where the confusion came, right, a, with, the, with the regulations. Everyone yep. thought that people would have up until the, that 10th year to take the whole thing out and could take it at whatever rate they wanted um, until that 10 years ran. And then uh, the regulations came out suggesting that you needed to take an, each year an RMD in addition to having it empty after the 10th year. Exactly. And so that's the, that's the thing that sort of surprised everybody a year ago when the IRS said, no, no, we think you still have to take it out if the, the owner, the original owner of the IRA died after they reached their required beginning date, which is 72 today, was 70 and a half a couple of years ago, uh, but more than two years ago. So it's effectively 72. If the owner of the IRA was 72 or older, um, then you, uh, under the new reading of the rules from the IRS, you have to take something out every year. And if that surprises you, and maybe you didn't do it last year because your accountant and your lawyer told you, no, apparently you don't have to do it, that's what it looked like a year ago, uh, then, um, then there's no penalty for last year's failure to take the RMD either. Well, that's great news. Yep. So um, in order to make sure you know how this is going to apply in your circumstances, make, make sure that you talk to somebody who really knows the RMD rules, uh, an, ac- an accountant or a lawyer who does a fair amount of work in this area. And would that be the custodian of your account? Well, what a funny question you ask. And, and you know that's a set-up loaded question because you have a case right now where the custodian of the account has given bad advice and told people what they have to take out, and they're just wrong. And that does happen from time to time. So be very careful about relying on the, uh, the suggestion of the custodian. So in my case, the custodian offered to calculate to calculate the distribution. Um, and then we said, sure, um, because I'm not super confident. I'm not an accountant, and I'm not, frankly not that great with math. Um, so I, w- I had some comfort in having the custodian actually calculate the distribution. And then when they um, cut the check for the distribution, uh, it was a, it's a much, much larger amount than I expected. Um, and so we asked the custodian how they calculated it, and it seems that they have calculated it incorrectly. Um, and so it's going to be a battle going back to them, trying to get them to put that genie back in the bottle, and it's really kind of unclear as to whether we can, um, with an inherited IRA, send, send any of that money back. It's kind of looking like that might not be possible. And, and you... You tap into a whole nother area of the confusion about RMDs, Jackie, because um, there are some rules for not just this year for inherited IRAs, but generally if you miscalculate and you take too little out, then there's a penalty. It's a 50% penalty. So if I was supposed to take $10,000 out of my IRA this year for whatever reason, and I only took five, well, guess what? There's a $2,500 tax liability 
in addition to the tax, the, uh, the, uh, a surcharge, in addition to the tax on the $2,500. So I end up giving most, uh, I'm sorry, of the $5,000. So I end up giving most of my additional $5,000 to the government rather than getting any benefit. But there's a, there's a whole mechanism in the code and in the IRS rules for explaining to them why you shouldn't be penalized and getting that penalty uh, reduced or eliminated. And the most common way to do that is to say, I relied on the custodian and they calculated it wrong. But your case, Jackie, is one where the custodian calculated it wrong too high. And there's not a similar mechanism for saying, oh, I shouldn't have taken that much out. I get to put it back in. Right. And in our case, we would like to keep the income, the taxable income, low, as low as we can, um, and stretch that the, those distributions out as, as much as possible. So it's it's, it's not a pleasant um, situation to be in. Um, so with regard to, uh, uh, to taking distributions, um, uh, you can, do you always have to take a minimum? What happens if you take, if you want to take out more, like, my, like happened in my case? Is that, that is certainly allowed, but what is, the, what is the impact of that? That's a really good question because there's so much focus in the industry on calculating the minimum and taking out the minimum that people may get the notion that they are only able to take out the minimum. And that's simply not true. You are able to take out all of it if you want, whether it's an inherited IRA or your own IRA. In the case of your own IRA, if you're 59 and a half or older, you could close it out if you wanted to. But you'll pay ordinary income tax on the entire amount that you take out. So that's why Accountants and financial advisors particularly encourage people not to exceed the required minimum distribution. The only penalty for exceeding it, for taking out way more or all of it, is that it's all taxable income in that year. And that can not just result in in a tax that you pay now rather than sometime in the future, but also in a higher, it can result in a higher tax because you move up in brackets if you have a big bump in your income because of taking money out. So generally speaking, for purely financial reasons, it's good to try to shoot for the required minimum distribution, not something more. But if you need it to live on, or you have some other investment use for it, uh, or uh, or you have a, a crashing need to pay off some debt or something, you can take more out. Just know you're going to pay more tax. And that's true with an inherited IRA as well as a regular IRA. Is that right? It is. The inherited IRA, uh, the rules about taking out more start immediately, regardless of how old you are. On your own IRA, the general rule is you have to be 59 and a half to take anything out. But if you're 40 and you just inherited an IRA, you can close the whole thing out this year if you are so inclined. Don't Please don't do it. But you can do it. Um, it may not be tax-wise. It may not be what your accountant and your financial planner encourage you to do. But there's no there's no tax penalty for taking it out. If you're if it's your own IRA and you're 40, there might be a tax penalty, though there are several exceptions to it. So you can talk to somebody about uh, about what bad thing happens to you if you take out more than you have to. Uh, I'm sorry, if you take out anything before 59 and a half for your own IRA. And at 59 and a half, you don't have to take any RMDs, right? You just can, you do, that's just the green light where you can start drawing on your, on your IRAs. Right, without paying a 10% penalty. And then between 59 and a half and 72, have at it. At 72, you have to start taking it out. And the penalty for not taking out it is not 10%, it's 50%. 
on the uh, on the untaken portion. So there's a real strong incentive to start to to take out your minimum distributions. And so that age 72 is an interesting age too. That might be changing. Is that correct? Might be. Uh, it's in Congress right now, and uh, by the time you hear this, it might have passed because it's on the verge of being adopted in the lame duck Congress to take that up to age 73. It's not going to 78 or 110 or some nice date. Uh, so it's 73 right away and, and climbing um, to 74 in a couple of years. I, I think we need to say one more thing, and then we probably have exhausted this topic for today, and that is we're talking about IRAs, but most of the same rules apply to all the other kinds of retirement accounts, 401ks, 403bs, they're all governed by the same, generally speaking, same minimum distribution rules. So we say IRA, but it's just shorthand for any retirement account. There are a bunch of rules about how you inter interrelate your IRAs and your 401ks and whether you can move back and forth between the different kinds of accounts, but we don't have time to do all that today. This is a very complex area. And I just wanted to add that these rules somewhat apply to Roth IRAs, but the, but the tax, the income tax that we've been talking about does not re apply to Roths. So you can take money out of your Roth um, and not face the income tax um, consequences that we we fixate on a little bit. Correct. Uh, but they do, for inherited Roths, they do still have the minimum distribution rules and the same 50% penalty if, they don't, if people don't take it out. Hey, this is a lot of fun. This is great stuff. This is so interesting and easy to... <laughs> To navigate, right, Jackie? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love doing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, you've been listening to Jackie Mingle and me, Robert Fleming. We are two of the partners at Fleming and Curdy PLC, Tucson, Arizona elder law firm, and we have a weekly podcast called Elder, elder Law Issues. And guess what? That's what you've been listening to. And we hope you'll do it again. Join us later. Thanks. <laughs>